Welcome to the Philosophy of Fighting podcast with your hosts, Arturo and Anu. Uh, what's up, dude? I haven't seen you in a bit. Yeah, I took a couple week vacation to Miami and just, yeah, hiding from the world. Nice. Feels... What provoked that? What? What? Why Miami? Yeah, Amanda's dad has a place there. So, oh, nice. it's, so, it's, so it's like we have a place to stay and... It's perfect because he's got a condo like right on the beach. So every day we just we would start every day by going to the gym downstairs and then mm -hmm. going to the beach and working out. And then we would go back in and eat and then we'd go back to the beach and like work out on the beach. So it was just like every day I was just working out, having fun, eating well on the beach. And it's best. I know. But like the sun, like it just changes your perspective of time. You know, like we were there like 12 days, but it felt like two years you know and it's just where <laughs> you just you get out of it like i don't know how people work or do things you know it's like a hundred degrees every day like how are i you? mean miami's known to party i'm not sure if everyone's working yeah that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but i guess yeah and i just love miami anyway miami's just like the gateway to latin america it's like so tropical mm. like so many different types of people yeah like everybody's like attractive and fit it's kind of inspiring that you want to work out and eat well mm -hmm. so it's just like a good place to recharge i think and get your mind right right on that's awesome and i see you trained there too yeah i went to atos miami there and mm -hmm. i was a little nervous because i was like oh shit is this like some crazy gym, you know, I'm gonna get my ass kicked. But yeah, it's just like every other gym, you know, right. like just like cool people from everywhere. Like I went to the day classes. The best thing though about Atos Miami was they have a shower and they have laundry. Ooh. And I was like, that's fucking luxurious, you know? Like yeah, that is so cool just to have those two things. I would like live in the gym if that was the case. Oh my gosh, laundry too. Jeez. Dang, that's dope. Right? Imagine, like, just, I would do more ghee and everything. We could yeah. just, like, toss it in after and then, like, whatever. Yeah, that is literally half the dredge of the the ghee is, like, how much laundry you do. Yeah, and a shower. Like, I feel like there's yep. gyms I want to go to in the city. And, like, I want to, like, work a little in the city and then go to the gym. But then you can't work. it. Like, you're just so sweaty. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if people understand just how sweaty you get oh training when you're not training. And... If I could just take a shower and then be recharged, I would just train everywhere. Like, yeah. like I just wish that type of possibility existed. I was trying to think of like, can we invent like a portable shower? You know, like something that's <laughs> just a way to clean yourself. Well, you know, they have those. I have them in my backpack, those wipes. What are they called? They're like, they're you, literally like wipes disinfectant wipes that are meant for jujitsu. Like you just wipe your body down, but it's still not like, I don't know. I do that. Like if I bring my kids to the gym, I'll wipe down my arms, my hands so that like, I don't feel guilty if I have to like touch them or help them with their seatbelt or something like that. But like, I need the shower after. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think those are three things. Like to me, I would just be moving yeah. the sweat around my body as opposed yeah. to like, you know, like removing with some nice water. Yep. But that's like the fun part about the gym in Miami. Like I would just work out. And then like, I just literally opened the door and then jumped into the pool. And I felt so good, like just getting clean that way. Mm -hmm. It's such a, but yeah, laundry and cleanliness, I think is one of the things that holds some people back from. It's godliness. BJJ, yeah, exactly. Exactly. But 
I came back and I was like, I hope everybody would notice my arms got bigger. Nice. <laughs> I, saw, I saw my sister yesterday. I was like, you didn't tell me I got Jack. And she was like, oh, you did. And she's like, look, I also got. So she's she went to the gym. So she's mm-hmm. like, was like flexing her buys. And I was like, good. This is what we need to all be doing. Just the side buys. The side buys. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the only pose I know how to do. Like that just little kid muscle thing. Like every time Amanda was like, let's take a picture. And I would just do like, like buy. <laughs> Why work out anything else? Most functional muscle and you use it to eat. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, how have you been the last couple of weeks, man? Good, Training man. I, I just told you right before we recorded, but the first thing this morning is that my eldest son woke me up, comes into my bedroom. It's normal time. He comes in to wake us up kind of. And the first question that he asks is, Dada, can we wrestle? And sure enough, I was like, yeah, just set up the mat. Let's go. And we wrestled and then Sawyer woke up and then he joined us. And then we wrestled for like, I don't know, 15 minutes or so. And then they ate breakfast. That's, That's the, the ideal life. Way. Yeah. You're so lucky. Yeah. That is the dream. <laughs> like that is the dream. He wanted me I to like show him a move and then like, okay, now we go. I'm like, I just gave him a class. That's fucking awesome. 15 minutes. Like, that's, <laughs> that's how every day should just start. That's what I've been thinking about kids lately too. Like my back's been hurting a little, my knee's been hurting. I was like, I got to do something soon because I want to wrestle mm-hmm. with my future spawn. So I yep. just feel like I got to do it while I'm fit. Fuck everybody up. It's funny. Some of the guys I train with are like, if he trains jujitsu, when do you think like he'll beat you? I'm like, never. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never stopping. He's never going to beat me. Like, even uh, if you're like 70, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be so savvy. <laughs> yeah exactly we posted that reel on our instagram it was a it was like a turkish family so it was like a turkish mm-hmm. father and son i want to say the son was like 25 and then the father was like 55 and the father was just wearing like you know his button-down shirt and then when they started grappling you know and you just saw that dad strength and then he just took him down and the son was so happy but somebody commented that was like the best and worst day of my life was when i beat my dad wrestling <laughs> you know, like, and it, it's like true, right? Like, he's so happy that he finally beat him. There's also a little sad, like, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, diminishing. I don't know. I thought there was like a, such a beauty to that. But yeah, it's amazing. That's how you started your day. Like, how can you not wake up smiling? Right. Yeah. And then I went to the gym and did jujitsu right after that. And I'm like, this is the ideal day already. Like, it's, I'm set. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah. That's, I love to hear that, man. That's such like a positive, feel a good story. Yep. And I taught a suplex today and Craig wasn't there to learn his, what he considers his shit suplexes. So you missed out, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> Good, Craig. Don't go to the gym. Let me keep yeah. slowly surpassing you. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, good fights last night. You want to talk about that? Yeah, let's talk about them. I okay. was also very drunk last night, so <laughs> I did it because I didn't see my friends in a while. And so we went out, but I caught up on some of the fights okay but I'd, I'd like to hear your thoughts everything i read everyone was like yo nine out of ten like such a great card it was a good card and uh, so i was out also and i didn't come home until around eight the card starts at seven on the west coast so i missed like the first hour as soon as i turned it on i saw tony get choked out i was like oh shit like head and arm triangle bobby green against tony and i was like whoa that was the least expected outcome of that match yeah but i missed the kevin holland match but i did see how it finished 
And it's not surprising, Michael Chiesa has, I think, like five or six losses by Dars Choke. And that's like Kevin Holland's best sub. And sure enough, like that, that math works out. You know, that's his weakness. That's his strength. Boom, it happened. So I wanted to ask you about that because Kessia is known for his grappling. Correct. Top. Oh, and he's a, he's a very good grappler. Yes. He's very strong. He's kind of big for the division. Why is yeah. he always getting darsed specifically? Like, I figured that's like, I don't know. Like, if that's his bread and butter, like, don't you think he'd be working on that? Like, he's why good is at, he always getting... I can relate to Kiesa because our top games are good. Bottom game's good, but like, if you can pass on someone like Kiesa, if you can get top side control on someone like Kiesa, he doesn't have as... He doesn't feel like the same fighter at all. Like his, his level's below that. So if Kevin Holland can get there, and Kiesa can't just stay there. He's got to, you know, find an underhook or something. You find an underhook, boom, slide in that Darce. So I also read that it might have been a Bravo choke. Is there a difference between a Bravo choke and a Darce? No, I mean... Different name. It's the same thing? Yeah, there's a no-arm Bravo choke, which is basically like like a rear naked choke, but inverted. Like, I don't know how to describe that. Like, that's it. Okay. So it's just a different term. I think so. But maybe there's someone out there that's like, oh no, this is the difference. To me, a choke's a choke. Yeah, names are funny that way. I just learned, like, there's no such thing as a panther. Apparently, like, panthers and pumas. Oh, jaguars. Like, yeah, that type of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, they're, like, all kind of the same thing, but they're not, like, mountain lions and pumas. Yeah, so whatever. All right. That's cool. I like Kevin Holland. Yeah, I love watching him fight. I think I read he didn't want to stay at 170, though. He wants to go back up to like 185. Yeah. I feel like he's too small for that. But 170, he's so good. Like, I feel like he could fight anybody at 170. He's so nuts. I just like that he fights a lot. Like, I think that's mm-hmm. where he gains everyone's respect. It's different. Like, when you're like a Dustin Poirier and you like fight once a year or like someone else where like the top guys, they only fight once a year. I feel like a loss for them hurts them a lot. But for Kevin yeah. Holland, he fights like four or five times a year. Like a loss there is just like, see you next month, bro. Like who who cares? Like and and he's always exciting. And considering how often he fights, I'm always surprised that he doesn't take that much damage. Like if he's in harm, he gets harmed right away. The match is over. It's not like he takes an incredible amount of abuse. Yeah, I don't know. He has a. I like his career. In the Wonder Boy fight, he took a lot of abuse. Oh, yeah, that's but that true. was all Wonder Boy fight. He did take some. Yeah, that's true. But that was also just him wanting to stand and bang. Like he yes. chose like yes. he chose that route. But, but I mean, I'm sure if you looked at the stats for like significant strikes absorbed, especially like yearly, it's not that bad considering how often he fights. Yeah, you got it. Plus, these fighters, this is their career. They got to be smart with how they're attacking this. That's why I liked. I was listening to a Sean Strickland interview. Where mm-hmm. he's like, I spar every day. And everyone's like, well, you're going to fucking get CTE and you're like, going to be stupid. But he was, but his style is like always slipping out and jabbing. And he's like, so I rarely get hit. And he says like that he has like a mouthpiece that registers like how many times he's getting hit. Like it's like a mm-hmm. UFC, like super mouthpiece. And he's like one of the people that gets hit the least. And I'm like, that's such a good way to just extend your career, you know? And like the health of your life. Like, I feel like a lot of people should be having those like mouthpieces and yeah, I mean, we have freaks like Robbie Lawler who just always get hit and never seem to tire. <laughs> but like most people are human, you know, so it's like you got to be avoiding some of that damage. Yeah. It, yeah. 
Uh, some people are, know that, like Justin Gagey knows his style and he knows that he's going to have an earlier exit and problems later. And he's okay with that. That's, I don't know. That's part of the reason I wasn't totally looking forward to this main event, mm-hmm. like Gagey Poirier. Cause I was like, all right, we've already seen it once. And it was a war and every yeah. Gagey fight is a war. Yep. And I kind of just feel bad now. <laughs> like, it's just like they're beating yeah. the fuck out of each other so hard. Like, Gagey Chandler, like Gagey Fiziev, like I don't know how Gagey can do it. Like he's just like a fucking brick wall. Yeah, he's nuts. Although it was very different this one. But let's let's get into that. So let's go back to all right, Kevin Holland's dope. Yeah, maybe he goes to 185. Who knows? I just think he's just wherever he wants to go, like go up to 185 for a couple of fights, go to 170 for a couple sure. of fights. Like I don't think anyone thinks he's gonna be like a champ. I think he said he wants to be the BMF champ or something. Yeah, exactly. But like, yeah, just be at any weight class then. Like, just just float around and take fights, Kevin. Like, I, I, yeah, everyone's going to watch you. I think him and Strickland would be fun. Sure, yeah, that would be fun. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Battle of the Mouths. Yeah, they would, it'd yeah. be like a fun talk. They would both have a good time. Like, Oh, my just, gosh. Yeah, it'd be interesting. It but yeah, Tony getting submitted like that by Bobby Green. So in my head, and I, I think I said this to someone too. I was like, yeah, Bobby Green's faster than Tony. Tony's losing that step. I imagine like Bobby Green is going to be able to blitz him, probably knock him down. But then Tony, like even when he's like knocked out, is still kind of like a, you know, submission savant. Like he's got great subs. And Bobby Green's not known for his sub defense. So I can see Bobby following up to the floor and a knocked out Tony just being able to like choke him or armbar him or something. And then when I was watching the fight, it, that's when I tuned in. I saw Tony go down. I saw Tony, like, I think two, maybe even three opportunities to triangle Bobby. And it just wasn't there. Like, oh, no, he was knocked out to not be able to, like, like, he was not, he just didn't see those opportunities. I'm like, dang, the old Tony catches all of these subs. And then sure enough, Bobby Green locks up a head and arm triangle and chokes him out and but. What's crazy is like Tony like kicked the ref on one of them. Did you see that? Yeah, he was like spazzing his legs out. Like, yeah, just, I think it was just, I don't think it was a defense. Like commentators were trying to say, like, what is Tony doing? I think Tony was just trying to let people know, like, I'm not out. Yeah. I think that's it what he was trying to do. It could have been that. I think a lot of people were just like sad watching it. It was such a sad fight. Like, what is this? His sixth or seventh loss in a row? I think it's his seventh. And Khabib said this after, so Tony was on what, like a nine fight win streak where he didn't lose in five years and then the pandemic happened. Yeah, like it was some insane streak. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then he fights Justin Gagey. It's like the first sporting event in COVID, like during COVID times. And Justin Gagey just beat the fuck out of Tony. And after that, Khabib said something like, I don't think Tony's going to be good after this. He's like, you can't recover after a beating like this. And in my head, I was like, no, it's still Tony. You know, everybody's like, it's still Tony. And then six fights later, he's just losing in fashions that he would never lose before, like yeah. getting subbed out, like, you know, and like, uh, and this plus, one, especially Tony's like Bobby already- Green doesn't have a great grappling game. Also, Bobby Green got cut by the UFC like a year ago or something. Like, I think they just brought him back for this fight. Like, yeah. yeah. So like, it, it's not been good. And Tony, a few years ago, had a mental episode where he said people were living in his walls. Yeah. And that and that were like all microchipped and like, he's just talking crazy. And apparently he, he had into a car accident this month too. Like, yeah, he had a DUI. He was he drinking? 
Yes, yeah, but uh, he pleaded not guilty. I think he refused the test or pleaded not guilty. I don't know. There's something going on. And then he says stuff, too, at the press conference where he goes, I'm just entering my prime. Like, <laughs> it's, like, hilarious, but it's sad because it's also, like, maybe he could be like, yo, I'm at the tail end of my prime. But to say, like, I'm just entering my prime. Yeah. It's, it's like so much delusional talk at some point, like he needs a friend or somebody to be like, yo, we love you. You have money. Just run a gym. Be this cool fucking weird teacher, you know, like just. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't know if he's going to be mentally equipped to do anything anymore. It's sad. I know Like he might be like one of the biggest poster boy types of CTE stuff. And he was always eclectic that the. the the Tony Ferguson joke that I always loved was like that he's the king of the weird table in the cafeteria. Mm. And I always felt like that's Tony. And yeah. like, but now it's just like sad, like what he's becoming, I think. Yeah, he, I think in like, I don't even think 10 years, I think in five years, we're probably going to be seeing not so good things about Tony. It might be now. He already, like yeah. you said, DUI, like mm -hmm. people are living in the walls. Like his wife called the cops on him and she said like, yo, he didn't hurt me, like nothing like that. But she was like, I'm worried about him. And then she also had to tell the cops like, he's a professional fighter. So be careful. Like, you mm -hmm. know, like he'll fuck all you up. Yeah, he'll fucking ankle pick you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. I want to believe like, yeah, I feel like it would be great if Tony just took some time off and recharged and oh, yeah, did some mushrooms, rebuilt some nerves in his brain or whatever, you know, like yep. just heal up. We'll see. I know it's at some point like Dana, he usually does. Dana's usually good with some of this stuff, but like Liddell and like other people are real like, yo, you got to retire. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like he does that though all the time. And it's just with people he likes. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Who knows how long Tony's contract is and what's going to happen. I, I think that's the end for Tony. I'm glad I didn't see the fight pretty yeah. much. You know, it was just like, ugh. I just caught the end, so I didn't see Same. much. Depressing. You saw Derek Lewis versus Delima? Yes, that's exactly when I got home, and it was fucking wild. Man, right away, I think Derek Lewis was the underdog, and I think everyone was like, "Ah, dang!" Like they're doing Derek Lewis dirty. Like they're putting it at elevation already. Derek Lewis is not like a cardio guy either, and you're like, "Dang!" And right away, I was like, "If Derek Lewis doesn't win in the first two minutes, he's done." And then he comes out with a flying knee and finishes. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah. Almost had the fastest knockout ever. Like yeah. Delima, like held on and blocked, and right. so it was like a lot of ground strikes. But that knee was solid, you know. Yeah, and it was. If he uh, connected quick, it would have been a three-second fight. I think he knew it too. Like if I don't finish this in the first two minutes, I'm out. Like I gotta finish this right away. And it's funny. I oh. love that he referred to his flying knee as bullshit. I figured <laughs> I just throws out some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> That's why everybody loves. Derek Lewis, he's just fucking honest. And then he did the suck it, the degeneration yeah. acts like fucking that's so awesome. Yo, but Derek Lewis had abs this mm -hmm. last fight. So he definitely came in working out. I think like Derek Lewis always has this persona of like, yeah, I'm a little dumb. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. don't but yeah. I think it's a little bit like, all right, underestimate me, you know, where yes. I mean, if you have abs now and you're 265, like there are he, times where Lewis trains hard, you know? He said that the last fight was a hard weight cut for him. Really? Yeah, he has to cut for 265, and, and it's hard. He said that was hard the last fight. 
And then winning this fight, he said it was the last fight on his contract. He's a free agent. Really? Yeah. So this was also another one where like, oh, that kind of makes sense. Now uh. I see what UFC was trying to do. They're like, oh, let's verse DeLima at elevation. Like they were trying to get him to like lose on his last fight. And now he won. And he's like, well, I would love to stay with the UFC. I love the UFC. But he's like, I'm a free agent, wherever that money is. You know, like, <laughs> Yo, fight Francis and get $2 million. <laughs> the rematch, the world's most boring first match. Well, yeah, they're both just that gigantic and scary. I get it. They didn't I would still want to watch it. I think it's been so long since that match that I've forgotten enough to be willing to watch it. Yeah. Like, part of me, as soon as I brought it up, was like, oh, it never happened. And then I was like, oh, wait up, it did happen. Yeah. But it, in a way, it's good. It almost never happened. So it yeah. is like a fresh fight. <laughs> like It was like a warm up. Yeah, but it I do hope Derek Lewis, Lewis gets paid. I think he's got a few more fights in him for sure. Yeah, he's so funny, and I'm really happy he won. That's a good two million. That's I could definitely see PFL wanting him. And yeah, if he made two million dollars, I think Derek Lewis gets paid a decent amount. Like I think I saw somewhere between like two hundred and five hundred. Mm -hmm. But this would be like at least two million dollars plus sponsorships. He probably makes as much as he did in his last five, six fights. Yeah, we'll see. But you also have to fight Francis, which is not like an easy thing to accept. Well, he already accepted it once. So I know, like, but he's even got... Derek's probably like, oh, I felt that power, man. It's 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 worth it's only worth two million, you know? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I feel like Derek Lewis is just like once you're that big, can you be scared of other people? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know Derek Lewis's feelings on that fight, but yeah. yeah, we'll see what happens for him. I'm glad he he goes out on a win, whether that's his last fight in UFC or not. I think that's awesome. Yeah, good for him. He just gave himself a big ass check. Like regardless, someone will yeah. take him Bellator or whatever. And I think Derek Lewis, it makes sense for him to maybe leave a little bit instead of becoming like someone one of these up-and-comers are going to be like he yeah. already fought for the championship twice like he's never going to be the champion but he's always going to have great fun fights yeah to me he's like holly Holm. like you win two and lose one you win two and you lose one like he's always winning more but never enough to get over that cusp for like a championship yeah i know holly Holm yeah, was champion i know but yeah yeah become the bellator champion mm-hmm well, who knows? That'd be awesome. Bellator is looking like they're being sold. Like, who knows where it's like. Have you heard about all that stuff too? No. Like, like Michael Venom Page is a free agent now. He's not with yeah. Bellator. But then, like, there was, like, on the UFC website, they listed a few of Bellator's fighters. And people were like, oh, that's weird. Those are Bellator fighters. Oh, maybe they absorbed him and they put it up there too early or something. Or they're buying it. So... They don't know if it's PFL or UFC buying Bellator, but they're like, Bellator is going down because a lot of the Bellator roster is trying to shop. And they are under they were under contract, but they are trying to shop for other people. Hmm. So it's interesting to see what's happening. I mean, I guess we win either way. If PFL buys them, it's good to get more competition to UFC. And if UFC buys them, good. We get more talent. Yeah, we'll but see. Hopefully it's used wisely. We'll see. Yeah. But yeah, shout out to Derek Lewis. Mm -hmm. I think everybody should just start the fights off with flying knees. Oh my gosh. I saw a nice video where it was like flying knee, where like it was like a training video. They were like, go for the flying knee because they're going to block it. But then once you go down, just go for the double leg. Yeah. So. That's what, who does that? There's a fighter that's done that. I think he's a light heavyweight or a heavyweight that's done that like almost every fight. I forget what it is. Yeah. But that's how they It seems it. fun. I want to try that. 
Mm-hmm. I'll try that. So, all right. Sounds good. All right. Oh, someone told me they were like, oh, I thought Delima was ended too early. It's like, too early. It was so many punches. And even though he's defending <laughs> a lot of them, he didn't do shit. Like the ref gave him warnings like, hey, you got to get up. He wasn't yeah. trying to kick him off and like get up. Like, you know, like, you yeah, he was making no attempt to do anything but cover up. Yeah. That... And even though he covered up well, like you just stayed there. Yeah. At least kick him off and squirm right. away and back right. up. I figured I should up. mention that just in case anyone else thought that. I don't know. I definitely didn't think that. I didn't think so either. All right. All right. So plus you got to be careful at 260. These guys are giants. Like, yeah. you know, like maybe like 145 or something, like but like 265, mm-hmm. three unanswered punches or something to the face. Like, yeah. Send it. And it's not like Delima protested it either. It, it looked pretty sure. Yeah. All right. Pereira versus Jan. What'd you think of it? I thought it was a great fight. It was not how I expected at all. I even said to my coach, maybe a couple other people, I was like, oh, this is definitely done in less than two rounds. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, for sure. Like Alex Pereira either knocks him out early or Jan gets the takedown and just smothers him for the first round and then probably takes him down the second round and finishes him. Right. But I don't think Pereira gets out of the second round, whether it's win or loss. And who would have guessed? I never would have guessed this went to decision. And I never would have guessed that Pereira would win by decision. I wrongfully assumed it was a five round fight. So after the third round, I was like, what are they doing? Like, you mm-hmm. know, I was like, I was like, why, why are they stopping? Because it felt like it's going to be the championship fight and the winner is yes. going to face Jiri. Yep. And I felt a little robbed of like the last two rounds because I think the fight, there's so much more fight left. Well, not from Jan, but yes. You don't think Jan, you think Jan was done? Jan was so gassed after that first round and it just got worse and worse. Yeah. And I think that's what contributed to the decision. Just the fact that he looked so tired that that might have swung it a little bit. You think it was the elevation or you think it was just the way Alex was fighting? I do think it's the elevation for sure that contributed to it. But I don't think it's the way that Alex was fighting. I think the fact that Jan was pushing so hard for the wrestling, for the takedown in the first round. And then he was fighting so much for the choking and the grappling and to keep him down. Like, I think if he would have just moved a little bit more organically and didn't like, this is the way I have to win. This is the way I have to win. This is the way I have to win. That perhaps he would have fared better. Yeah. I also feel like that's what he needed to do though. Like he was trying to fight smart. Like I think within the first three seconds, he grabbed Alex's leg, you know, like he didn't even Correct. wait. But when you're on his back, for almost four minutes and you don't choke him maybe it's time to do something else instead of taking the back maybe try to pin him a bit more and finish him from there or or just get in his guard and try to finish him or whatever like it doesn't have to be like just going for the back yeah i don't know Yeah, i'm surprised he didn't finish him alex showed decent defense he did he really did yeah and i just feel like this was definitely evident later in the fight because he did get more takedowns that like you'll take him down again. So just, you know, make sure you're doing enough damage as you're getting out of the scrambles, as you're like advancing position when he's getting out of the position. Okay. Hitting him. All right. Then when you reset, just know that like your next takedown, you'll do that much more damage, right? It doesn't all have to be done on your initial one. You know, that's all. I don't know. But yeah, it was a split decision. I, I, I did think it was close. This was one of those fights that I thought Jan was going to get the decision. Even yeah. though I thought Alex won the fight. I thought Jan was going to win. Right. So this is, again, one of those things where I would say, fight, like, I thought... he won the match but lost the fight. 
But this is the mm -hmm. first time I feel like the judges went like, oh, no, who won the fight? And I was like, oh, oh, yeah, I agree with this. You think it's partially, though, because they wanted Alex to win because now it sets up a super fight with Izzy again, but at light heavyweight? This is the Utah State Athletic Commission, though. What do they have in in the game? Unless they're getting paid for it. Everybody's getting paid somehow. I don't want yeah, yeah, I, like, mean, I don't I don't want to be too conspiratorial, but I felt like if you gave Dana White a choice of like who do you want to win, it would be Alex. Oh, you sure. know, Jan, Jan is 40 and like Eastern European, like, you know, he's not bringing like a lot of like new eyes to the UFC. He was already a champion once. Like Yes, but Alex, if you do if you do Jan versus Yuri, that's still a sell for Eastern Europeans and like but that's know. not their big that's not their big it's not markets. their big one but it's still something that like ufc doesn't lose skin or anything it's not that bad no i don't think it's that bad i just think they get alex izzy and yeah. they want alex izzy again at light heavyweight and they can make yeah, izzy a light heavyweight champion like that's just something exciting that they could promote yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, if Izzy really does clean out this division more and more, if he beats Strickland, if he beats DDP, like there's really nobody else. It would be really cool to have him move up versus Jan again first, potentially avenge that, and then Pereira. Now you have like the ultimate like building story, legacy, championship. Yeah, it would be I don't crazy think they... if that's how it transpired. I don't think they give him Jan again, though. I don't think they want to risk Izzy losing to somebody that's not a champion. See, I think Izzy would want to verse Jan, and Jan definitely wants to verse Izzy. And Jan is it, on the wrong side of age, man. What is he, 40 right now? But yeah, he's If 40. it were to happen, what would he be, 42 if he's still fighting? Like Exactly. I think UFC would be like, oh, yeah, sure, fight Jan, no problem. I don't know. If he loses, I feel like the UFC, UFC is like risk-averse with some of these things, you know? And they're like, Maybe. he could get a... You get a million pay-per-view buys with fucking Izzy Alex. Yes. I get sure. what you're I saying, mean, it's though. it's still good, but it like, I could I could see if Izzy would want to do it like that. Yeah. Yeah. And Izzy's got that anime fucking arc behind him, you know? Yeah. Like, like he's like, oh, this is just like Naruto. Like, I'm going to beat him, and then I'm going <laughs> to beat him, and then, <laughs> and and is, then I'll be Izzy has always shown Izzy has always shown respect to Jan. He's like, I don't know why they try to hide that loss from my thing. Like, he's like, Jan had a good fight. Like, it's a good fight. I went up. I I always respected Izzy for saying that. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I like Alex. This is cool. Alex Giri would be such a sick fight. Oh. Right? Like, that's what they have to do, no? Dude, I love Giri. And like, the longer I go without him, I feel like I'm loving him even more. Like, I'm just, I miss him. I had no feelings about Giri until, and I, I mean, I liked him, but I just didn't care that much. But then when he got hurt and he like gave up the belt and like he was all samurai honor, I was like, I love this dude and I want him to. And then Jamal Hill did the same thing. Jamal Hill yeah. got hurt and he's like, all right, I'm not going to hold on to the belt. And Jerry was like, thank you. And I feel like that's one of these examples of like, if you have honor, then maybe other people have honor, you know? And it's just like, I feel like the light heavyweight division is going to be like the honor division now. Nice. Like, I hope, yeah. Oh man, I Jerry is G one of the best follows ever. He like... <laughs> He'll like makes swords in like a forge and then he'll just go on like these meditation retreats and the way he's like hitting the pads, he's like out there in the woods, hitting a heavy bag. Like that dude is living a blood sport life and it's working. Yeah. And it's work. Yeah. It and works. it's so nuts. And I fucking love it. And he's so simple about it too. It's like no distractions, complete focus. Hey, so like he just, 
Jerry is the 2.0 of Tony Ferguson. Yeah, that, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, so Tony retired. We get Jerry. Like, it is crazy to be so weird and cool, but then also he beats every other person up in the world, you know? Yeah, Except like heavyweight. Like, so weird and different. Yeah. It's I love so Jerry. awkward. It's like it can't even be taught. Like, it's not even a style. And Jerry did that darkness thing. Like, I followed him on the Instagram and he's like, oh, I just did three days of darkness. And I mm -hmm. thought that was like hilarious. And then since then, we've heard like Aaron Rodgers doing it and like mm -hmm. other people doing it. So I'm like, yo, Jiri's the trendsetter, you know, like Jiri. Yeah, I hope he comes back soon. I would root for Jiri, though, over Alex since Alex already had the belt once, you yeah. know? I I'm want not rooting Jiri for anyone over Jiri in that division. He's my favorite light heavyweight by far. Yeah, and the division Alex seems a little... Second. And Jiri Izzy would be amazing, too. Oh, for sure. For sure. I would love to see that. Yeah. match he's got the bulk i think and the strength to mm -hmm. give izzy the problems yeah jerry is like a video game character like he's just i, I can't even believe he's real yeah. yeah jerry the man i just wish he didn't cut off his knot i know but you know what he'll probably grow a new one or something like he's still gonna be <laughs> crazy yeah like he's not coming in with a shaved head like there's no you know what i mean like he's not that guy fucking jerry whatever haircut he gets i'm gonna get so yeah. yeah he's nuts but yeah it, it's cool i think this makes the light heavyweight division super exciting yeah i think alex needed to win it for the good of the division mm -hmm. but i respect jan a lot all right dustin versus justin <laughs> yeah i kind of feel bad for dustin mm -hmm. that head kick was solid i'd never seen dustin just get out like that right every like, time he loses it's like choke he like blocked it. His head, his hand and form were there. It's just the angle of the kick was so outside that it just wrapped around and kind of knocked him like on the side slash back of his head. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's he won the first round. I thought. Yeah, I the first I thought round it was close, but I was like, I think Dustin won the first round. And then yeah, just fucking. I I just had a sneaky feeling that I don't know. I just felt like something like that was gonna happen to one of them. Hmm. How many wars can you each go through? Yeah. You know, well, it's I'm kind of like, glad it ended like that and not in like a five round war again. Yeah. And then I'm also like, I don't like Justin Gagey. I mean, I'll always watch his fights because he is in exciting fights, but I always kind of root against him. I don't really like him, but this was definitely the best version of Justin Gagey. He was he the was most tactical he's ever been. His lead leg kick hits so hard from like no setup it just seems so i can't believe he turns over the hip the way he does that fast yeah it was he looked great if he fights super patient like that yeah then yeah he could he... and i love the way he rolls like the lead hook and then comes up with the right uppercut and then the left hook after that he did that like two or three times and i know i've done that before but just his timing was so well with it this time it was cool so who What's next for both of them? Oh, man. I think Justin is probably going to verse the winner of Islam and Oliveira. Okay. And I don't think he wins either of those. He could beat Oliveira. He should. He I, could. I think if he decided to go to the mat with him and not fear the jujitsu, but obviously do like sick ground and pound, he could win. Maybe. I don't know. Islam, those chances are probably even slimmer, but he could catch Islam. You never know. He was saying Islam is not Khabib and maybe the Alex fight with 
Islam made people think like, yo, I could, I have enough sub defense to get out of this shit. We'll see. We'll yeah. See. And then what's next for Dustin? I don't know. I don't know. I think he's going to take like, because he was already saying, he's like, this loss doesn't matter. I've already won. And I'm like, oh, is that like, I've already won. Like my career's good. I'm done. Yeah. My family's, I'm happy. I've got money. My family's got money. Like we're set. I'm like, oh, is that just positive talk after a loss? Or is that like bigger picture? Like bigger picture fighting wise? I think a little bit of both. Okay. I think if they offer him like a money fight or something that's exciting. He said, I don't want to fight up and comers, you know? And, and I, I could respect somebody like Dustin saying that after you're so good and like, you know, you're on the verge of retirement. Mm. So give him like people that are, I don't want to say Tony Ferguson, but people that are like also older and like, have good. No, but that, he's already beat him twice, you know? Yeah. No. And I like what Justin Gagey said about Connor because Connor called out Justin Gagey after it. And Connor's hilarious because Connor's like, fuck Michael Chandler. Like, I'll slap you, Justin. Like, yeah. Chandler comes off like such a simp, you know? Like, he's yeah. like, begging for this fight. And then, like, Connor <laughs> just goes fucked up. But Gagey said something like, yo, I don't want to fight somebody on steroids. You know, where meanwhile, everybody's trying to blow Connor to fight him. And like Gagey was like, I don't want to fight somebody on steroids. Like, mm. I don't know. That was like honorable. But going back to Dustin. Yeah, I feel like Dustin should fight somebody like, yeah, that could be like a money fight. And that's like, I don't want to say an exhibition, but I think he's in that part of his career now. He should be having some fun fights. Yeah, maybe. He's so good, though. Like, he still could do damage in that division. Yeah, I don't know what he does, though. But then, yeah. like, who's he going to fight? Like, Fiziev and, like, these other people. Like, I don't know. They're good fights. Yeah. His his legacy is his legacy. Like, I think winning a lot of those fights are not necessarily going to do so much more to add to Dustin's career. Like, he's already a Hall of Famer. I think it would be more like I would be seeking fights that are fun. I mean, he already fought Max Holloway. I was going to say something like that, mm -hmm. you know, or like a, a warm up for like, I mean, I don't think Volkanovski wants to go up and fight him, but like things like that, I think mm -hmm. could be interesting. All right. Yeah. It's just sad for Poirier. I definitely really, I really wanted to see him win. And I'm not trying to say he's bad because people were saying that about Whitaker yeah. after he lost to Duplessis, like, yeah. oh, Whitaker's done. Like, I don't think that at all. It's yeah. just like, yeah, both of them are talking like in a certain way about their career. Yes. Like, whatever. Like, you did great. Like, you did have a great career. If somebody was like 26 and saying, like, I don't want to fight up and comers and whatever, like, all right, come on, you got to pay your dues a little bit. But like, yeah. Dustin has been around forever. So let him do what he wants now. Yeah. And obviously, yeah, he's still good. He could beat anybody on any given day. But does he want to train like that? Like, maybe he wants to just he's do He's probably just going to wait to see what the landscape like transpires. Like, he only fights like once a year now. I think he's probably just going to see, like, oh, does Oliver beat Islam or does Islam win or does like, Who's going where? Who might get hurt? You know what I mean? Who's Justin Gagey versus? Like, I, I think he might just see because maybe the way things pan out, maybe there is still another entry yeah. for him. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah, that's the benefit of someone like Dustin Poirier that fights one a year versus someone like Kevin Holland that fights all the time. But again, those are like two different types of careers they're aiming for, though. You know what I mean? Also, the way the business is now, he probably wants to fight out his contract. So he could be a free agent, you yeah. know, and he's handsome and good. He actually has good boxing, you know, so and he, he does, does have yeah. some faculties. That's he could go thing. into boxing. Oh, we didn't even talk about, but over the break, 
they announced George St. Pierre versus Damian Maya grappling. Oh, right. mm-hmm. so I, I want to see more of these fighters be a little bit like, all right, MMA is like so hard. <laughs> you know, like, let me go into like a little grappling at the end or I'll do some boxing, you know, like exhibition style. Like I would like to see our fighters do that with like better faculties. I am interested in that grappling match for sure. But speaking of boxing, there was a boxing card this weekend too, which was pretty big. You know about it? Yeah, Crawford and Spence. Mm-hmm. Those are the best two boxers right come? now. And Crawford is the one that's like a really good wrestler too, right? Sure he, he would have done MMA if he had money, I think he said. Like if they gave yeah. enough money, he would have done it. But lucky for him, and maybe his wrestling helped, he dominated. Interesting. Why do you think his wrestling helped? Was there a lot of clinch stuff in the fight? He just knows how to move. I think he has like a toughness and he's so... Like he's the best technician in boxing. I think Davis really good too. And but like, yeah, he's the guy. Like Spence was more of like the hard hitter, and Crawford had his way with him. Like you don't get most in boxing. You don't see like the best fight each other all the time, especially when they're in their peak. They're mm-hmm. both in their peak, and the fact that they both fought each other and one completely outclassed the other, like you haven't seen that happen like, at all. Even when the best do fight each other, it's still like tough. They win in the end, like. This is dominant. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool to see that. And, you know, I'm always going to root on the side of the wrestler. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's the only thing I know about Crawford, and I love that. Like, I should post that video. There's, like, a video online where he's, like, wrestling some Kazakhstani guy yep. or so- some Central Asian Russian dude. And, uh, yes, Crawford takes him down with, like, some, like, savvy fucking move. It wasn't even just, like, some double leg. And it was, like... And everyone's like, yo, holy shit, <laughs> you know? And I think his kids wrestle too. He gets his kids into wrestling to go back full circle with the orchid. Yeah, so that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, right? I love that. Shout out to him. Yeah, so another great fight weekend for sure. And then, uh, yeah, now on to just our own personal training for the next card. Yep, yep. There's some, I've been watching some 1FC. I messaged you actually the last time I watched 1FC, like the first round of one of the, the first round of the first fight. What was it? Kickboxing? I think it was a kickboxing match. That one guy that just threw, I don't think he threw anything less than a 12 hit combo. Like just like a video game. And then like, there wasn't even like a break time where he'd be on defense and then like throw another flurry. It's like, all right, hit the 12 piece, catch your breath, another 12 piece, catch your breath, another 12 piece and he just did this for like three straight minutes of just onslaught like half those shots hit and you're like oh my god how is this guy not dead tired yet like the intensity of those strikes were all out and i was like dang he just crushed that round i'm like he's got to be dead sure enough he was dead he lost the next round (laughs) and then got knocked out in the third round so <laughs> but man, was that exciting, dude. I was like, God dang, who is this fucking animal? I like that mentality that offense is the best defense. And I loved you just can't go full force. That's why I loved Nick Diaz yes. when he would just do the combos, but, but they were like It wasn't like his combos were like premeditated. Like you can see he's being deliberate, like this is open, I'm going here. This is like the fluidity. And intensity of his combos was very deliberate and incredible. But I'm just like, but cardio, bro, but cardio. And yeah, he paid for it. But the guy's definitely talented for sure. Yeah, it was wild. But anyway, one championship is always really fun and exciting too. Even though a lot of the times I don't know who's fighting, but I'm learning. And you, after learning, will teach me. Yeah, sure. Yeah. 
<laughs> mm -hmm. um, but you wanna have you heard about some upcoming fights like what's next and where we're going no what are they so next weekend is another card it's Corey Sanhagen versus Rob Font it's a fight night alright Jessica Njaj versus Tatiana Suarez not really much good fights besides those and there's another fight night literally the week after Vicente Luque versus Rafael Dos Anjos Battle okay. for Relevance. Cub Swanson is still fighting in the co-main event. Versus, really? Yeah, versus Hakeem Duwadu. Those are only two really interesting fights there, too. Again, they're fight nights. And then, so we, again, we have the next two weeks. And then the following week is UFC 292. So we still have UFC every weekend right now in August. So August 19th. What's UFC 292? 292 is Sterling versus O'Malley. Ah, that's yeah. a fun fight. You have Wei Li Zhang versus Amanda Lemos. Jeff Neal versus Ian Gary. Cody oh, that's Garbrandt fun. is fighting. Cheeto Vera versus Pedro Munez. Who was Cheeto supposed to fight? Wasn't he supposed to fight Cejudo? Yes, Cejudo. Oh, that would have made this card so much better. Yep. And your boy Chris Weidman is on the card as well versus Brad Tavares. Oh, I'm so nervous for Weidman. Some of these people, I'm just like, just retire. Like, He's so... fighting on the prelims, actually. Really? Yeah, isn't it crazy to see that? Like... Former UFC middleweight champion, 2-0 against Anderson Silva. Prelims. Never thought I'd say it. MMA is such a fucking brutal sport. Yeah. I would just focus on grappling if I was him. Like I like I said, like the yeah. St. Pierre Maya grappling match, I'm yep. so excited for. Like I think like that's like gonna be so much fun to watch. Yep. Who do you have in that? Like Maya GSP just grappling. What's the rule set? That's what I'm dying to find out. Oh, I don't know the rule set. That's but, what I think will dictate it, but I'm leaning towards GSP. I just feel like GSP is such a good tactician, but Maya is fucking jujitsu. Right. So I think if you're going like IBJJF, yeah, maybe there. ADCC, I might lean more towards GSP. We'll see. I don't know. I'm pumped about that, but I get like, I would like, that's why I'm just bringing that up because if Weidman wanted to do stuff like that, I would love watching Weidman. Yeah, just grappling people. I just think grappling is more like nothing's on the line. Like, yeah, you might have like a title or something, but because there's no like great harm, it makes it less worthy to me. Yeah, but it's still sports. No, you know, hundred percent, and it is what they should do in this point of the career. I just wish there was like a little more like, oh, hey, it's for a million dollars or something. Like, oh, okay, now I know they're going after it. But I don't want like this whole martial artist exhibition that is like okay to you know what I mean? Like I need stakes. Like for MMA, the stakes are like, I don't want to get killed. Yeah, but I feel like GSP and Maya are prideful. I don't know if money's necessarily the thing that motivates them. Okay, well, whatever it is, that's what I mean. Like there has to be some stakes to it. And the fact that there's no stakes, I do have my interest, you know, it's gotta be on the right weekend. I'll watch it. I think there's a little stake to it of like just a grappling savant, you know, like, and who's, I don't know. I think I get what you're saying, but I, maybe that's also what I like about it. That like, they're not going to get their faces beaten in, you know, sure. like it's yeah, just, I don't, gonna, I'm not suggesting be... they fight in MMA. Yeah. Yeah. But it would be, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if there's a middle ground in combat jujitsu. Like, I don't think so. Like, but the, the fact that you're saying this, what, I would do now if I had like lots of money, it would be cool to have like a 16 man one night tournament. 
because okay, you should be you able go. to grab and they're you both should be able it. to right and then like you if it's 16 men so what you gotta get one to eight then one to four and then one to so it'd be three grappling matches mm-hmm. that would be cool like three grappling matches in one night make it a little bit difficult like not that much rest like you know and then it's like a bracket system that would, that would be, be cool fun. yeah even if UFC just had that as like their own like subdivision of like just aging athletes and they're like, oh, hey, we're going to do a tournament with these lightweights from UFC history. And like, oh, that would be cool. Like that I would watch. I would I would love that. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be so much fun to watch that. Yeah, they I'm should do that. They don't do something like that. Because if it is grappling, the old school tournaments were the best thing ever in MMA. Yeah. Like, you know, when you win, because the quality of how fast you won in those initial fights. Like it, it was just, it made everything like where anything was possible. And it's a little bit like March madness. Mm-hmm. You should be able to grapple three times in a three hour span. No. Yeah, for sure. Especially these athletes. So yeah. So yes, 16 man tournament would be so much fun. That would be really cool. You have enough retired athletes to get them in. Yeah. Dang. Speaking of grappling matches, the quintet, New Wave dropped out, like the Danaher's squad. Why? Their their team dropped out of Quintet. I don't know. They said one of their guys couldn't do it, so the whole team just dropped out. Couldn't just sub that one guy. I don't know much about any of this stuff. Yeah. But it's like New Wave, like a little just fucking queer, like bitchy. Like, what are they like? Why are they always like they lose? It's like, oh, like, well, that was a junior member. And if it's like, yeah, I think like like, for them, like the stakes are so high, they can't lose their prestige. Like everything is all about like their prestige. It's so lame. Like, but that just makes you the best fighters would be like, keep going. Like you were saying about Holland, like whatever, fight five times, lose twice. Like who cares? Like you're just always learning and growing like the Oliveira types. Like just, yeah. Why are you always making excuse? Like, I just that's don't how get I look how, at it too. I'm like, there's a fear to lose now. How are you so badass and at the same time, like, just so scared? Like, yes. you know, like you're like champions of the world. Like, you're strong, physical people. Like, women and men love you. Like, I don't know. Like, what do you so like one loss? Like, your your armor is that weak. Like, just fucking do it. Like, stop crying. I get yeah. it if people are like ripping your ankles off and stuff, and you're like not. I that you have to be careful with, but. Sure. You're the best of the best. Stop being so timid. I agree. Yeah. But I forget. There's a team that they already got to replace them. Oh, I is think it it's, the B team? Hodra, it's Hodra Gracie's team. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. You know what? What you said about the stakes of grappling, they got to make some of the things like a little bit more exciting. It would be cool to have these like the quintet is sick and yeah. just like maybe like these like one night tournaments, you know, like over four yeah. hours. If it was 64 people, how long would the tournament be? That's too much. That's I too much. Yeah. You get to 32, five, then 16, six then eight, four. Well, it'd be five fights. You'd have to win five. five. Okay, five. Yeah. That's so But many. it would be hard. Yeah, no, it'd be hard to watch all. The, but I yeah. think 16 is perfect. Get like 16 people and then it's like one night and it's just three hours and you just fucking bang it out. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> we got to be rich, man, so we could do shit like this. No. I'm rooting for my 10th planet team for the quintet, but we'll see. Oh, and back to where I was going though, is every week in August, we have a UFC. There's a fight night after that UFC 292 as well. And that's the Max Holloway versus Korean Zombie. That's happening? That's a fight night? It's happening. Max Holloway versus Korean Zombie. Co-main is Anthony Smith versus Ryan Spann. All right, that's nice. Yeah. I feel Uh, like Max is just collecting paychecks and just racking up wins. 
And then there's another him. fight night the week after that. Cyril Gon versus Sergey Spivak. All right, gone. Then after that, there's another one. UFC 293. Oh my god, bro! We have like how many weeks is that straight? Six straight weeks of UFC. Yeah. What's the, what's the UFC 293? UFC 293 is not looking good. They don't have anything set right now. The main event is Carlos Olberg versus Jung Daun. <laughs> oh, this is the Australia card. Yeah, the co-main is Kai Car France versus Manal Cape. I don't know any. Of this. Yeah, I know Kai Car yeah, France. This is... but trash so they don't they don't have izzy or volk or whitaker yeah for, for their australia card and then they have another one so this is now seven straight weeks that's rockmanov versus gastelum i didn't even know that was happening that's a fun fight and then alexa grasso versus shevchenko i also did not know that was happening awesome rockmanov gastelum is a sick fight actually yeah yeah and then oh then it's finally a break Almost a month, three weeks off. Okay, yeah, that's seven straight weeks or eight. Yeah, whatever but you is. know what happens then? It's football season. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. That football season right? And then October 21st is the next one. So like Shevchenko, Grasso, September 16th. October 21st is the next one. So over a month. And that that's Makachev, Oliveira. Shemaya versus Costa. Finally, we get to see fucking Shemaev again. Yep. All right, so we got a lot of talking to do in the future. Dang, yeah, fight every weekend. That's nuts. A lot of training, a lot of fighting. For sure. Yep. All right, that's good. You got anything else? No, I think I'm good. Still a little hungover. <laughs> okay. Just to lay down. It's good. But I remember yesterday I went to the gym because I was like, all oh, the fights are tonight, and I'm going to be upset if I didn't go to the gym and I'm watching the fights. So mm. I'm like, now all these fights you're talking about are just going to be more motivation to just keep training. Hell yeah. Right yeah. on. All right, well, All right thanks brother, man. guys. And yeah, I'll catch you soon, Anu. Peace, man. Later. Thanks for listening to the Philosophy of Fighting podcast. If you have any questions, suggestions, or if you would like to fight us, send us a DM on Instagram at philosophy underscore fighting.